The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. KD. That sounds good right there. Don't mess this up. It's in there. Let's go. Dunk that. Hey! <laughs> Please tell me the camera was on. Special edition Christmas Day uniforms now available. What is that up in the sky? I see. Oh, oh, oh! But Santa, oh, oh, oh! And he's dropping us a brand new basketball. Oh my goodness! Here you go, Johnny. Look, it's a brand new. Oh, it's one of those shitty ones with the self-inflating thing inside of it. Oh man, I remember when I was a kid. I was like, they're going to make basketballs that you can they just inflate themselves, and then you actually get them, and they're the worst basketballs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> I remember I wanted one and then somebody had one and they're like, don't do it. Yeah. Well, I was always the weirdo when we played pickup basketball. I like the the basketballs that didn't take your fingerprints off when you were shooting them. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, everybody else was like, no, we got to use these other ones. Like, this thing literally hurts my hands to, <laughs> to try to palm it. So I don't know why we want this so bad. I always go back to what I think of like basketball is that episode of Cheers where they break into Boston Garden. Yeah. They're like, they're like, hey, we gotta. I forgot why they did it. And they're like, hey, we gotta play some basketball. And Norm's like, I think I got a basketball in my trunk. And it looks perfectly like round. And he goes to dribble it and it just deflates. And I've yeah. played <laughs> with a couple of those basketballs. Oh, we all have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This the love of the game is real, my friend. Yes. You do what you can. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, shout out to my coworker Landon, who has ruined uh, Jalen Brown for me because I hate when people point stuff out. Oh no, Jalen Brown oh. can't go left, and now I see or it dribble. All, oh yeah, or dribble, and I see it all the time now. But don't get mad; he got a lot of money for that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, man got paid last night. Uh, as of this recording, last night they were playing the Warriors and. He scored over Steph Curry and uh, did the you're too small thing. Oh, geez. And then Curry turned around and dropped 30 plus points on them and uh, his team won. And they're not a good Warriors team this year. <laughs> so. They're a horrible Warriors team. Yeah. But that brings us to our topic for today. That's. I wish I could remix songs. Because that would be our intro, one hundred and fifty percent. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If oh, I me could doing remix, huh? Oh, you mean me doing that? Remixing me doing that? I get it. Yeah, yeah. not the actual <laughs> real one. Me doing it. I got it. We are talking about not the NBA on NBC, but the NBA on Christmas. That's right, the NBA Christmas games, I... which had always been sort of a staple of 
me growing up, I always uh, on Christmas Day there's three tra- traditions that sort of have well besides opening presents, of course, but. Uh, you know, one of those being mom to this day always fixes a big Christmas breakfast. Always look forward to that because we actually get gravy. You know, I don't What's know wrong about with you. How did it break? I that's my, oh, nobody knows. That's my northern joke. That's my northern oh. joke to you being from the south. Oh, I got you. I understand. Because yeah. You... <laughs> well, you're in the south now, my friend. I don't know. What I know. Telling. And that confused the crap out of my wife. When she started <laughs> working. She didn't realize why everybody kept on saying things were broken at work. <laughs> yeah, they are yeah, all the time. Uh, and uh, so that was one of the things she would always make make that and uh, always look forward to that. Uh, the other things would be uh, we don't do this anymore, but we used to do uh, like a Christmas movie as a family, go to the movies mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, and the other and the other one was just a me thing. Uh, I would always tune in when we got back and watch whatever Christmas basketball games were on. Yes. And I think this has become, and that's my Marv Elvert impression. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I think the NBA. On that's Christmas, what he said when, when I asked him to, <laughs> when he asked to put on all that leather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I will bite you. Uh, <laughs> That would be a great meme, just a picture of Marv Alberts and say, this bites and see who gets it. I'm thinking about, you remember when, uh, I think it was was Conan, he would do those, he'd hold up a picture of a celebrity, but have somebody else's mouth yes. for their mouth. <laughs> I'm thinking about Marv Albert. <laughs> yes. But I think the NBA on Christmas has become just synonymous as NFL on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I actually did not realize how long they've been doing it. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the NBA gets started in 40, 1946, and like the year after that, that's when they start having uh, Christmas Day uh, basketball games. That's how, that's so that's been going on for a long time. Uh, I think it's only really and since like the two thousands though, where they like make a humongous deal out of it, where there's like five games on that day type of deal yeah i can't because i can't remember when i'm younger watching it but then again we went to our we'd normally go to my grandmother's house yeah or i'm actually shocked because there's times where we'd be at my dad's house and he's a he was a huge basketball fan i was probably too busy playing with toys yeah one time i went over to my grandmother's house and i looked outside trying to find her i couldn't find her Gosh darn it, she'd been run over by a reindeer. <laughs> what a great song. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Which one's which one's a little wackier? I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Or Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Well, either one of them sounds pretty traumatizing if you're a kid. That is fact. <laughs> I mean, if you're a kid and you catch mom kissing Santa Claus, do you feel like a? Do you feel like you got to tell your dad? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. you're telling dad. Yeah, you got to take dad to the side. But <laughs> dad, I got dad. I got to tell you something. Or we'll. I love the the first one, the first game, like you said in nineteen nineteen forty seven. 
is the New York Knicks and the Providence Steamrollers. That's right. Yeah. The Knicks have actually, ironically, have on Christmas Day, have the second most wins ever of any NBA team, but also the most losses of every NBA team uh, for Christmas Day games. That's pretty impressive. I didn't even know there was an NBA team called the Providence Steamrollers. <laughs> what a name. Yeah. Because it looks like there was three on that day. The Chicago Stags. Oh. Beat the or lost to the Baltimore Bullets. Oh, that was a BAA game. The other ones were. So the Washington Capitals, not the hockey team, beat the St. Louis, yeah, beat the St. Louis Bombers. Yeah, teams everybody are well aware of. <laughs> I didn't even know. Wasn't the Hawks in St. Louis at one point? Yes, they were. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Now the the Christmas games have gotten so big that I hear a lot of people when they're talking about how the NBA should shorten their season, the regular season, mm-hmm. that the Christmas day game should be like the actual, be- they feel that should be the beginning of the season. Like those should be the first games of the actual season. No, I've heard that a lot. I don't it's never going to happen because a, uh, those teams are going to lose way too much money. If you cut those games down by that much. Yeah. And what are you going to so do with the happen. season tournament? Yeah. Uh, which by the way, I honestly did enjoy, I, but here's how you fix it. Uh, Put all the games on one weekend, you big stupid dummies. Get rid of it. Why would you spread it out like that if you're going to do it? It's confusing. <laughs> like some games are for the playing tournament and some aren't. Well, what do you do it? Just put them all, make one designated weekend for it, and boom, there you go. Yeah, that is true. You can start on Thursday and it on Sunday. I just fixed your game for you. No, they would never do that. Oh, I know. It makes too much sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and also uh, tone those courts down for the love of everything. <laughs> can we get David Stern back? Is there any way we could reincarnate him somehow? And I think Adam Silver's pretty good. I don't have anything against him. Uh, I think overall he's handled himself fairly well, but you know it's it, it, it just just some weird things. Like I have, I think the end season tournament. I'm fine with it. I know a lot of uh, people. Don't like it, but uh, it, I mean, it's it really is in fairness huge for football, uh, aka soccer over here. So that's why they're doing it. Using that as an example, uh, the way the other way you fix it is you make if your if your team actually wins that it actually means something. Uh, in other words, one of the things I heard I thought was a good idea is like if your team wins the in season tournament, then you're guaranteed at least. Like it's a tiebreaker in a way. Like let's say you're tied with the last team for last spot for the playoffs. You're the one that gets in. Uh, something but like isn't that. Why they have that play-in tournament though? In a way, but what I'm saying is, is this guarantees you. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, and currently, the way it is, if two teams are tied, it's what their win-loss win-lose record was against each other. Is the one that actually goes on, and then it's for the playing and all that stuff but yeah it, it's just so uh just so odd oddly done but to me it's like winning the nit 
That's, yeah. That's You're the sixty-fifth best team. That's <laughs> all it is. I make fun of it until UNC wins it, and then it's the greatest thing of all time. But yeah, Christmas Day games are always a big deal for me. And being a, growing up, being a basketball nerd, so I would always try to make sure I, I catch at least a couple of the games. I would always look forward to when the NBA would put out the Christmas Day s- schedule. Uh, they used to do. I don't think they really do it very much anymore, and it's kind of sad. They used to do like special Christmas Day jerseys. Oh, and they were re- yeah. I really liked those because they didn't go overboard with them, and they seemed very, uh, like very uh what's the word clean i guess is the word to describe them and i really like those i wish they still did them yeah i just i like the matchups pretty much yeah just on yeah they always try to do like uh i think on christmas day they try to have the the last the, the two teams that have just played in the finals the year before is usually one of the matchups and then they try to have like some of the, your big players play uh, i think the mvp usually plays on that day uh and stuff like that yeah, they. Uh, I don't. The Knicks once again wiggled their way in. The yeah. lineup this year is Bucks, Knicks, Warriors, Nuggets, Celtics, Lakers, 76ers, Heat, and Mavericks, Suns. So I know what half of my coworkers will be doing <laughs> at, <laughs> at Christmas night there. <laughs> What's the Mavs game, I assume? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or or, let me rephrase. Watching to see if Luca can do it by himself again. (laughs) I work with one guy. He's the biggest homer in the world. If you want to talk about Dallas area sports, perfect. Anything really outside of that, it gets a little iffy. (laughs) I tell him that all the time. You are the biggest homer I've ever met. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that's fine though. I mean, I like my home teams. I get it. Just my home teams never do anything, unless it's hockey. Oddly enough, it's the only time we ever win. But let me ask you, Andrew. I mean, we grew up in the era of eighty-two basketball games just being normalized, right? Like that's just normal for us. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's too many? Because a lot of people do. Uh, I okay i don't think it's that many unless i'm playing a game if i'm playing yeah if you're playing like a season (laughs) i think that's where it stems from yeah is you go from say madden where it's the 18 game week now or eight yeah 18 game schedule to when you play hockey or baseball or something as a video game and i think people look more at those and they're like the season's too long then then actually looking at revenue and everything else like you said you're gonna lose money it's not yeah you're gonna lose money how are you gonna pay you know jalen brown all that money not to go left or dribble (laughs) so he got it's gonna be a reduction in so heated about that aren't we yeah (laughs) <laughs> like we're paying you a lot of money learn to go left my friend <laughs> uh, so i think that's where i think that's where that comes from and if you did it on christmas i mean do you really want to start working 
on Christmas Day? It's such a weird thing, right? Uh, I know. Like, if you get uh, a new job, if you're the average person and you're a new person and you're like, hey, guess what? You're going to, uh, okay, you're hired. Here's your salary. Uh, be here on December 25th at nine o'clock. Yeah. Or it could be worse. It could be baseball and you're playing like 180 games. Yeah, but they don't, they do series. So you yeah, but staying, it's, that's a lot of games and it takes forever. Yeah, but you're staying in one city for maybe three days. No, oh, no, I understand that. Yeah. I get it. But I'm saying, like, they're complaining about 82 games and, like, baseball has 180, you know, and those games take way longer than a basketball game. Yeah, one, yeah they got 162, I want to say. How many, uh, how many does hockey play? 82. All right. See, and that doesn't, that seems just right. And the NBA, I think, has gotten to where they've spread the games out enough where it doesn't seem like it's uh, as much as, as much as a problem, in my opinion. NFL seems like they keep wanting to add games every season because they know there's a lot of money in it for them. If they do, uh, maybe they should. I heard actually that they were thinking about uh, doing games on Christmas Day as well. And they're going. They're running it by Taylor Swift, and she's going to let them. Know. Well, there's going to probably be a Monday night game this year because they've already started the Saturday games because they can't. They don't play on Saturday during the college football season because that's where they. Well, that starts from back in the day when college football was more popular than the NFL, and people were like, "Why do I want to see these pro athletes play?" I'd rather see these amateurs. And they were like, oh, yeah, we can't compete with college football. So we might as well just play on Sundays. I think it's kind of turned around, isn't it? I think, I mean, I know college football, and especially in some areas, is still really huge. Yeah. But I feel like I hear way more about NFL now than I ever, ever did about college football nowadays. Yeah. That's, that's like in the 20s and the 30s when you got like Army was a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, do I really want to watch the Chicago Bears or do I want to watch Army? And nobody would watch. Yeah, because there's a Monday night game this week. Baltimore at San Francisco. Oh, well, speaking of, uh, I can't believe you haven't congratulated me, Andrew. On, uh, as of this recording, uh, the Carolina Panthers finally won their second game. And you could in a packed stadium, may I add. Yeah, 45 cents. <laughs> which did you see what uh i don't did they actually release i will look this up they actually released the actual attendance numbers for that i, I kept seeing kind of that it was record low <laughs> yeah i think it was kind of low do 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 so christmas day was a season opener in 2011 during the lockout yes yeah yeah <laughs> how many people were there I, I'm just going to tell you this I looked up uh, I googled Carolina Panthers attendance and the first news headline is from USA Today from two days ago and the headline reads Panthers game was an empty ghost town and the images are amazing <laughs> and it just shows this 
picture of just a sea of blue chairs and just just two people in the middle of it and nobody nobody near them. <laughs> so there was actually one year where there was no there was no game on Christmas and it was due to the lockout in 98-99. I'm going to read off some of the what NBA has as the greatest moments on Christmas Day. All right, before you do that, yeah, uh, they have officially announced, as of right now, the actual numbers and sometimes they're, they're not going to, uh, but the rumor going around was somebody said a stadium worker who was interviewed claimed that a, just a little over 5,000. And that's that. very, very low. Uh, and, by, and for the record, for the longest time, the Panthers had no problem selling out, even when their teams weren't that great. But now that they're kind of an established team, they've been around for a while, You're... and we're in such a terrible mess because where are we going to go? We traded all our picks away and all that stuff to get who we got, and we got what we got. Did you have a pretty terrible owner? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you have a terrible, terrible But on Christmas Day in 1961, uh, Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain dominated in the defeat. Wilt Chamberlain scored 59 points and grabbed 36 rebounds. But the Warriors lost to the Knicks 136 to 135 in double o- overtime. Uh, the, the rebounding total is a Christmas Day record, and the scoring total was a Christmas Day record for 22 years. Uh, also on Christmas Day in 61, Elgin and the Big O. So we got the Los Angeles Lakers, Elgin Baylor. And this is so weird saying this. And the Cincinnati Royals, Oscar Robinson, each scored 40 in the Lakers winning 141 to 127. Robinson also had the, here's the original Russell Westbrook for all you kids out there. Uh, in addition to his 40, he also had 17 assists and 12 rebounds. As he posted his second, uh, posted the second of his record four triple doubles on Christmas. A lot of Lakers on Christmas. Here's uh, Jerry West scored 47. Now the fourth highest total by a player on Christmas Day as the Lakers beat the Knicks. Uh, and then... Rick Barry, there's a name. Rick Barry scored 50 points to lift the San Francisco Warriors past the Cincinnati Royals. And at this time, Barry joined Wilt in 1961 to as one of the only players to have 50 points. Here's another great name. Nate Tiny Archibald in 1962. Yeah, put some respect. Oh, Tiny's name. Do that at the end. We got to do that at the end. Yeah, I got bringing up a new segment. We'll do that here shortly. Yes. yes. See, I told you my brain's not working. Uh, I got you. (laughs) So Nate Tiny Archibald of the Kansas City Omaha Kings. I've heard about that. (laughs) Equal to Christmas Day record with 18 assists in a loss to the Bucks, and then. Here's another one. 1984. It just says King goes for 60. Bernard King goes for 60 points as the Knicks lose to the Nets. Uh, 85 Knicks stunned the Celtics. 
some rookie guy named Patrick Ewing. I don't know what he ever did. <laughs> did win the championship. Yeah, that's what somebody said. I put up a, you know, today in sports history post. Yeah. And it's like, hey, on this day, you know, uh, Patrick Ewing passed Walt Frazier as the Knicks all-time leading scorer. And, of course, you got to get that one comment. He didn't pass him in rings. Uh, so I was like, okay. Well, one of them didn't have Michael Jordan in their era. I'll just say that. <laughs> True. Uh, Jordan kind of stopped a lot of really amazing players from getting a ring. So did Elijah Wan. Well, he also only got his when Michael wasn't playing, though. That is true. <laughs> but can't say that to the younger generation. I I argue this every day. My whole week, Monday through Friday, <laughs> at work, is arguing that Jordan is the GOAT. Yeah. Oh, we both agree there. Yeah. Oh. But Patrick Ewing scored 32 points, had 11 rebounds as... The Knicks rallied back from a 25-point deficit to defeat the Boston Celtics in double overtime. This is funny that they actually put this in here. Uh, New York finished the season 23-59, and and the Boston Celtics went uh, 67-15 and en route to the NBA championship. Sorry, Pat. Larry got a ring that year. <laughs> Here's another Patrick Ewing moment. The next year in 86, Ewing put uh, put back at the buzzer, gave the Knicks a victory over the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan scored 30 points, and this was his first Christmas Day appearance. 94, Scottie Pippen played all 53 minutes and posted 36 points, 16 rebounds, 5 steals, and badmouth Michael Jordan. Oh no! I'm sorry. I just put that in there. Uh, did he? Did he? Uh, after the timeout, actually come onto the court to play like he's supposed to? That's uh, well. It's just 53 minutes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they beat the Knicks as they always do in overtime. He scored all seven of the Chicago points in overtime and blocked two last-second sh- shots to steal the victory. Then in 95, we got a finals rematch. For the first time, the teams from the previous season, NBA Finals, met on Christmas. Oh, what could have been? Penny Hardaway scored 22 points, 10 assists, including the game-winning shot with three seconds left as the Magic beat the Rockets. Shaquille O'Neal recorded 22 points, 18 rebounds, and five assists. Elijah Wan, had 30 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. Man. Don't tell that me. magic team. I love that magic team. Oh, Nick Anderson. That's that's a segment right there. I feel so bad for him missing his free throws. That's all he gets remembered for now. And he was such a crazy good player. Uh, and Penny and Penny is one of those players. He was one of my absolute favorites as a kid. Not just because of the little Penny stuff. I love that too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that's like the first thing Chris Rock really kind of did that got big attention was voicing that. But I just always love Penny Hardaway. And he, I mean, how amazing is it to have like a young Shaquille O'Neal, like in the prime of his athleticism running next to you? Yeah. Uh, Penny Hardaway is another one of those. What he could have been if he wouldn't have got hurt player. Yeah. Uh, one of my coworkers is from Memphis and I, Minute I bring up Penny, never watched 
petty play at all. He's too young, but he's from Memphis, and um, he doesn't say a bad word about Penny. He can't if you're from Memphis. That's what I, I won't said. either. <laughs> I said, I said, what is it? If you're from Memphis, two people you can't say a bad bad word about is Penny Hardaway and Jerry the King Lawler. Like you just cannot yeah. say anything bad about them. And maybe Elvis. I'm not throwing Elvis there. Yeah, he said Graceland was cool to visit Elvis's house there. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Breaking news: <laughs> Elvis's house is huge. So not too much goes on. Uh, not nothing too big it looks like in 2003 though you got tracy mcgrady finished with 41 points there's another just crazy injuries tracy mcgrady finished with 41 points 11 assists eight rebounds three steals to lead the magic past a rookie lebron james and the cavaliers in overtime do you think that vince and tracy are the best cousins to play the same sport at the same time i i'm trying to i'm having a hard time i they're the best off the top of my head i mean that's pretty incredible family don't you think <laughs> two yeah. i mean two legit hall of famers in and my mind realize they weren't even cousins until later on down the line or something like that like is that true yeah i heard something i, I want to say it was them where i think it wasn't until like they started playing this is going to break my heart if it's true. I'm looking this up. Yeah. I'll I'll keep on going. All right. <laughs> 2004. This is the big one. I remember this one. It is Shaq versus Kobe. Uh, they met for the first time since Shaq's trade in the previous offseason. Uh, the Heat extended their winning streak to 11 games in an overtime victory. Uh, behind double doubles from O'Neal, 24 points, 11 rebounds, and D-Way, 29 points. 10 assists kobe had 42 uh in 2008 the lakers ended the Celtic streak this was another re kind of rematch from the previous season nba finals the lakers snapped the defending boston Celt- defending champion boston celtics 19 game winning streak and lakers phil jackson notched his 1000th win the fastest head coach to do so and made and sixth at the time to hit that mark 2010 uh, LeBron's first Christmas day game with the heat he finished with 27 points 11 rebounds 10 assists giving him the triple double there in a victory over the Lakers James became the first player in 40 years and fourth overall at the time to record a crisp record a triple double on Christmas day, joining Oscar Robinson, John Havlicek and Billy Cunningham. Update on the Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady thing. And this article is from this year. They are cousins. They are in fact cousins. And the way that they actually found out was, uh, Vince said he was he randomly got a call. This is obviously in the early earlier days. Mm-hmm. He got a call from his grandmother, and he was like, "Why is she calling me? Is something wrong?" And she goes, oh, "I'm sitting here with your cousin." And that's when he found out that him and Tracy McGrady were cousins. Is because <laughs> of his grandma. <laughs> I knew it was something like later on down the line. Like he didn't like they didn't like grow up grow up together. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. 
Because that would have been one hell of a rec team game. Or Dude, gosh. <laughs> I would have been like, I, I'm done. I'm I, done. I wouldn't even get on. Why, why would I? Why am I even stepping on the court? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just I'm, be that. I'll just be that guy you can dunk over. <laughs> Here's another guy that injuries, pure injuries. Uh, the reigning NBA MVP, Derek Rose. Um, oh man, yeah, that's another one. Good gosh. Made a go-ahead shot with a 4.8 seconds left to play as the Bulls came back from 11-point deficit. With I don't think people realize just how good he was. Yeah, he was. He was hey, good. Good lord, yeah. Um, with less than four minutes remaining to defeat the Lakers and Lou. Oh my goodness! Thank God I watched basketball. Lou L. Deng blocked Kobe Bryant's potential game-winning shot just before the buzzer. The only thing Lou L. Deng actually did. Uh, he got paid. I'll tell you that much. Duke players. Uh, <laughs> 2016, the first matchup between the defending NBA champion, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Golden State Warriors since their finals series in June. Uh, down 14 points early in the fourth quarter. In Cleveland, the Cavaliers rallied to defeat the Warriors. And... Kyrie Irving, this is the I call him the good Kyrie, not the oh, this is before he let us know that he, that he didn't know the world was round. I yeah. okay, people might hate me for this. So I have two different versions of Kyrie. There's Kyrie yes. Irving mm-hmm. and there's Kyrie West, where I mix Kanye and Kyrie. Yeah, Irving I get it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that way so Kyrie Irving made the go-ahead turnaround jump shot with 3.4 seconds left to spoil Kevin Durant's 36-point effort for Golden State LeBron James led the Cavaliers with 31 points and 13 rebounds here's Kyrie being clutch again Kyrie made Kyrie made a game-tying shot with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter and sank back-to-back three-pointers in overtime to spoil to spark the Boston in overtime. Uh, Yep, okay. Yeah, he did get traded to Boston in 2018 uh, to spark the Celtics over the Philadelphia 76ers. Celtics beating the Sixers. That's that's like, hey, put peanut butter with that jelly on that sandwich. (laughs) 2021. It's like Joel whining he should be MVP. Same thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's just... You don't need to whine, dude. We know you're good. I mean, yeah. it's kind of loud. Get over it. It just goes like it just like, oh, that happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing uh, new. And then so we got the Bucks finish finished strong in 2021, trailing by 13 points with less than six minutes to play. The defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks rally past the Celtics, which is another odd thing. Uh Milwaukee took its lead of uh Lead of the game on Wesley Matthews three pointer. With That's six. a name you don't hear very often. Yeah, I was. I'm like reading this, and I'm like Wesley Matthews. Like, wow, he did things. Um, he did. Yeah, thirty point three seconds left. Uh, Giannis scored a game high thirty six points, and then just last year, Nikola Jokic scored. <laughs> recorded this. This sound. This stat line sounds like. If you're just reading it and you're not a basketball fan, 
Like yeah. just hearing it, you're going to be like, wow. But if you are a basketball fan and you hear this stat line next to the Joker, you're like, oh, what do you do? Have an off game or something? But he's <laughs> he recorded 41 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists to lead the Nuggets past the Suns in overtime. And he became the third player in NBA history to have 40, 15, and 15 in a game in the regular season, Jordan, Oscar Robinson, and James Harden without a fat suit. <laughs> and those are all the great NBA Christmas Day moments. And also, side note, uh, Andrew and I are in the same uh, basketball fantasy league, and I've just won like four straight. Uh, and now I'm up against the behemoth of Andrew's team. Speaking of Jokic, and he's the one I'm most concerned about. He's like a walking 100 points for this stupid. Giannis this. got you 100 points. You're, you're I know you're quite the talk at work after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but I kind of destroyed my last opponent. <laughs> so you mentioned the Knicks having the most wins on Christmas Day. Yeah. No, the second most wins. Oh, the second most. Who has the most? Let's play this game, Johnny. We're playing. All right. So I'm my first thoughts are it's either going to be Celtics or Lakers, right? Because I'm assuming they play a lot on Christmas Day. They have a lot of Christmas Day games. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they both had some behemoth teams too. Going to go Lakers, but I'm probably wrong. And I'm You're fine right. being wrong. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, the top five teams with the most wins on Christmas. You're going to laugh at one of these. Number one is the Lakers. Number two is the Knicks. Three is the 76ers. Number four is the Sacramento Kings. Wow. They have 18 wins. Wow. Yeah. And number five is the Celtics. Yeah, I would not have guessed Kings in that in that lineup for sure. So who do you think is second in losses on Christmas Day? Because you got the Knicks with the first. Yeah. Uh, Cavaliers. Just going to guess. The Los Angeles Lakers. Well, that makes sense. If you play the most, I mean, it doesn't make sense in a way. Your top five losses are the Knicks, Lakers, Pistons, Celtics, and Warriors. The Warriors do not have a winning record on Christmas. Or this season currently. Sadly, and I'm a big Curry fan, but uh, who do you think has the best winning percentage? Now that's the question. That's the that's, one I'm really curious about. Oh man, best winning percentage on Christmas Day. Man, that's a great question. <laughs> I I saw it and I was looking at the stuff and I was like, I'm asking this one. I like this question a lot. Uh, Winning percentage is a hard thing when it comes to sports. Like you yeah. can wins, you can pick losses, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to get Celtics on this. It's the Miami Heat. Oh wow. They're 11 and 2, sporting an 846 winning percentage. That's impressive honestly. That's really cool. They've had some behemoth teams too though. Your top teams with the best winning percentages on Christmas Day are the Heat, the Trailblazers, the Jazz, 
the Wizards and the Kings. The Wizards? The Wizards. Well, the Wizards snuck in there? Got the bullets. Got to figure that gets lumped in there. I, I am. <laughs> They're 16 and 7 on Christmas Day. So who do you think? No, let's let me get okay. Uh with an actual win. Who do you oh you're, you're so your hornets get lumped in with the bobcats? Yeah. That feels so bad like on Wikipedia. It tells you the last game that they played. And when it shows Christmas Day, and it's like it says Sarah the Hornets, last game for Christmas Day, and it just says never <laughs> like like not even na it just says never i legit you could have asked me how many games i would have said zero yeah they're zero and zero but hey that's not a losing record i'm going to point that out who do you think has the worst winning percentage on christmas day i want to have actually played christmas day games yeah and they've actually won one because there's two teams that have never won. That, yeah, I'll ask that question later. Um, that would be my follow-up question. I'm going to uh, Timberwolves. It is the Denver Nuggets. Oh, wow. Yeah. They are mm. only 2-6 and six with a 250 winning percentage. And also, the Pelicans as well. <laughs> you know, the original Charlotte Hornets. Are one and three. With what a, a legacy! With the two, Charlotte, Charlotte has a great legacy of with pro sports teams. I just love never. <laughs> so, I'm not even a Hornets fan, and I find that like absolutely rude. Like I'm kind of like appalled by that. Yeah, but what am I going to say? I mean, I can't dis- I can't dispute it. <laughs> it. But they're followed up by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who falls under the Supersonics blanket there too? They're only three hundred, and the Pistons are three thirteen. Now, so the, the the I'll just say the new Charlotte Hornets are the only team to never play on Christmas Day, but there are two teams that have played on Christmas Day that have never won. Okay, name those two teams. Hmm. I'm going to go with This is tough. Um Man. My goal is to say Pacers, but I bet they've won one, at least one. Cuz they did have some good teams there for in the 90s. Yeah, it's not the Pacers. Um Like See, all the teams I would guess, you've already said their names. You need a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. Uh, north? North. I'll give you, like, an area. They're north. The Raptors? The Raptors are one. Okay. The other one was north, and then they moved south. Oh, uh, the Vancouver slash Memphis Grizzlies? Yes. The Grizzlies have only played once, and they lost to Golden State. Hey, welcome back, Jaw, for the record. (laughs) The most dangerous shooter in the NBA. Yeah. And the the Raptors are 0-2. 
And then that's it. And then here we go. A little bit more trivia for you because I know you love a little bit of quizzing here. Can you name the two teams that have met the most time on Christmas Oh, okay. Day? My gut wants to say Lakers Celtics. No. Cause that's like a, that's like a, a, a rivalry there, but They're not I'm even going on to, the list. that's surprising to me. I want to go Knicks and Bulls, Bulls Knicks. Nope. Oh man. Did I get one of those teams at least? You got one. You got the Knicks. Okay. Knicks. Stay in that geographical area. Of 76ers was the other one I was yep. thinking between. Yeah. They met 13 times, and the 76ers are 8-5 and five against them. Celtics-Knicks coming at second with eight times. The Celtics own that series uh, with five wins. And then the next three are tied. Warriors Trailblazers. The Blazers have only lost to the Warriors once on Christmas. Next is the Lakers-Suns. Lakers are four and two, and then the 76ers, Washington Wizards. That's a three three tie, but the last time the 76ers, Wizards met up, the Wizards were the Bullets, and it was in 1988. Impressive. Impressive. All right. I hate to rush this, but uh, we got another show to do after this. Yep. Uh, let's, let's do the segment we're going to start doing every once in a while. I have. Yeah, because I have a name. All right. And what we're going to do, I don't know the name yet, but we're going to tell you why this particular player should have some respect put on their name. I'm going to assume it's like a lesser known player would be my guess. We have a wrestler. Oh, I'm already on board for this. All right. Sent in. I'll give him some love of uh, Mr. Jaws from Hat Hats and Stats. And what is that? What does he call his one now? The Life of Jaws? I don't know why you're asking me. I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he was the first one. We do have another listener that we will get to you next episode. But he put on Dolph Ziggler. And I'm one million percent behind this. And this is good because he was just released what last year or something. Like yeah, this past year I think. Not even that long ago. Yeah. So John. Uh, yeah, I think that he definitely needs some respect. Put on his name. Yes, I do too. Um, Jaws, they you even gave us an argument because you know Jaws will. Yeah, what's his argument? I mean, we're already agreeing, but yeah, no, put some fucking respect on Dolph Ziggler. One hundred percent. The guy was. What did they say on ten? I watched. I listened to a lot of Ten Bell Pod. Uh, he, I feel like he was a pin me pay me guy. Like I don't care about yeah. the push. I'll make somebody look good. But I'm gonna also look good while I'm doing it, and people like him for that. But considered where he started as a quote unquote one of the cheerleader guys, oh, to yeah. where he ended up having a one heck of a career, surefire Hall of Famer in my opinion, uh, Dolph Ziggler. I mean, I uh, really underrated on the mic too, by the way. So Josh says, uh, buried under Cena's reigns, Orton's, and Lesnar's of the world. While probably being a top five all time between the ropes, a uh, few tough timed injuries and not giving the freedom on the mic, like kind of just said that. Others got 
Dude should have multiple world title champ and with a career that rivaled HBK. I'm a Sean guy, so we, we can't. I think it might be a bit much, but I do agree. HBK. I agree with everything but the HBK. Yeah, like uh, everything but that uh, man. I mean, even one of like his most recent standout thing to me was the thing he had with him and Miz. It was a couple years ago. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, where he was going to retire if he lost type thing like that back and forth on the mic between those two was great. Uh, that's why I think he's incredibly underrated when it comes to that. I think everybody who's ever seen him wrestle knows he's good. He's good at the actual wrestling. Yeah. I don't think that's a hot take at all, yeah, but hand. yeah, as they say, a great, a great hand. And uh, I've, I don't know why you let him go. Uh, I think even if he's not going to wrestle, there's no way he's not at the very least a great resource for younger wrestlers. I was going to say a producer, agent, trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he has literally all the tools and he knows, and he's been doing it for a long time. So he did it. Didn't he steal the rocker dropper? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or was that the rocker? Cause Billy Gunn stole the rocker dropper and made it the fame answer. Yeah. Yes. One of the greatest uh, finishing names. Or was that Matt Wright? Or was that Matt Wright? Zach Ryder. Matt, good old Matt Cardona that did the one of the one of those guys told and it kind of upset me because I'm, I'm a big rockers guy yeah I'm a big rockers guy but Dolph Ziggler we're putting some fucking respect on your name agreed agreed completely yeah and that is this episode I hope you like this new segment if you want to name a player anything wrestler um, even if we got to look them up you want to give us an argument like Jaws did? Heck, I'm not enjoying somebody I got to look up, so I'm learning somebody new that... Oh, I got a name for you next time. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, go to our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, Andrew does a phenomenal job on those, and be sure to follow if you don't already. And, yeah, send us a message. Who's a, who's a player or an athlete that you feel doesn't get the respect they deserve? Because there's a lot of them, these kids these days. But with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.